You are listening to Astrology Today, coming to you live from the beautiful Sunshine Coast and Powell River, which is situated on the traditional lands of the Klahoman Nation. I will be your host, Maureen Reed, and I am an astrologer. Welcome back to our listeners and to Jill, who was had a moment this morning with no power. Ah! <laughs> But I'm here. <laughs> Yay, she is here. But unfortunately, we do have another technical, like, weirdo thing. Um, I My website is hosted by a company called Squarespace, and I have a feeling uh, it's either just me that's been hacked or the entire Squarespace continuum, if there is such a word. <laughs> has been um yeah been compromised which anyway so we can't show you any graphics so i'll have to describe the charts as we talk about them but in and i've got this wonderful black dot over my face which there, <laughs> that's better oh <laughs> you better without the black dot i do i do so what's very entertaining astrologically about uh, episode 96 and the theme that we've picked, which is Venus, is literally Venus right now is conjunct my natal Mars in Libra. So Venus is very happy where she is. She loves being in Libra. It's one of the signs that she rules. And we have precisely at noon here, we had uh, 28, 29 degrees Libra rising, which is right on Jill's ascendant. Ta -da. Ta -da. Yeah, so you really are a Venus baby. Yeah. I am, yes. And my, my, my own Venus is conjunct Chiron, and, it, and it's part of a grand cross. So it's <laughs> very much, yes. Yes. <laughs> Your life has been about, okay, how do I do these relationships and how do I do them well and not get injured and how do I heal from them? And yeah, all that yeah, stuff. But it that. also runs my ascendant and my moon sign. So, yes. Yeah. Yeah, He's quite prominent. Yes. <laughs> and, and for those who have not watched our YouTube video, um, she is very fine of Vesuvian uh, looks, right? Very beautiful. And that Venus has also conferred to her, probably via the moon, an amazing voice. So, yeah, Venus has smiled somewhat on you. Yes. Not complaining. I'm just uh, noting that she has... She's she's drawing attention to herself in my chart. Yes, that she is in a big way. <laughs> yes. Okay, so part of the reason for this episode is, um, you know, I became aware just in coming back into astrology of this whole Venus retrograde pattern thing, which... Um, I mean, back when Jill and I were going to conferences, there was a video that circulated that actually, um, I, I don't know if it was NASA or who came up with it, but it showed this incredible uh, painting picture of lines um, of what Venus does, and it, and it describes a pentagram, which is kind of interesting. Um, well, in over time, when it's done many, many of those, it... I think it has like a, the shape of a heart in the Yes, center. exactly. So it, it's quite phenomenal. And yeah, yeah. I, I, you can probably look that up online. Cause Somewhere, yeah. Now, so you can find that video of Venus retrograde pattern in the sky. It's worth looking at. It is, it is. 
all the different planets do that, and there are different videos you can or illustrations. Ah, okay. Yeah. Of the different patterns that the different planets make in there. Yeah. And yeah. and this this particular pattern, of course, um, you know, here's one of the classic ways that, uh, you know, modern sensibilities try to debunk astrology is by saying, well, the planets don't stop and back up. They just do their merry little trip around uh, the sun. And that's true. But we're not standing on the sun. So our perspective, if you get out at night, night sky, and you watch, you will see these planets literally stop, the ones that are visible, back up, and stop again, and go forward. And what's interesting... Yeah, yeah. yeah our, our, our perception of the planet's movements is our perception. Yeah. And so that's all that counts. And from our perception, it's kind of like when you're in a car and another car goes back past you, you feel like you're moving backwards. Well, that's your perception because of what you yeah. see. Yeah, exactly. So yeah. that and astrology is a geocentric. Yes, that is exactly. It will change completely when we give birth on Mars and we don't even want to go there. I mean, no. the geocentric astrology has enough for us. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Won't even bother. <laughs> it's no. like, no, 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 like no. My Venus really likes her. <laughs> well, yeah, she does. And my Taurus moon likes her. So what's the thing here? <laughs> okay. So um, unfortunately, you know, you can't go to the website and pull up the graphics. And then uh, unfortunately, neither can we. So um, this is just going to be, you know, like totally an audio thing this time around. So let's start off with some core meanings of Venus. So we've got things like desire, the objects of desire, love, partnership, relationship, relating, modes of relating, money and possessions, because she does rule Taurus, and things of value. So not only just who you value in your life, who you love, etc., but it's also the other things that you value, uh, materially, physically, what else? Well, yeah, I mean, it, it is about values. Yes, uh, like big what, capital what, V. What, yeah. what is important to us, and that makes her a pretty important planet. It does, it does. Now, she, is, she is, you know, very close to the Earth. Yes, and her, her light at night, if you're fortunate enough to live where the skies are reasonably clear, um, she sparkles like a diamond, like she's, oh, she's yeah. very brilliant. Very bright, very yeah. bright. Yeah. Evening, well, I guess if you're up in the morning, the morning star. <laughs> <laughs> yes, for those I'm not who... a morning person, so... <laughs> her, her as the evening star, she is spectacular. Yes, right? yeah, exactly. Okay, she's also in her Libra incarnation, unifying, inclusive. She wants to reconcile. She wants peace. She definitely wants consensus. Um, and she wants a certain kind of aesthetic. And I know when I'm looking at a chart and I see where a Venus is, that is for me, probably because I have Mars in Libra, um, I'm always curious about the person's aesthetic. Like, what is it that... Uh, creates that uh, environment, whether it's people or objects um, or position in society, any of those things, what is their aesthetic? What's what's works for them? And that, of course, would be Venus. 
Yeah, and I think, you know, we, Virgo has a reputation for, you know, attention to details, but if a picture is tilted, it's the Libra that's going to notice. Exactly. Oh. It drives me nuts if somebody has a picture and hanging in it. So I know. straight, you know, it's like, oh, I just need it for them. Yes. Because it, it is about balance, you know. Yes, and, yes. And so, Speaking of the aesthetics, mine's in Capricorn. I've always been like, I do some drawing and it's. You it's do. Weird. Drawing and painting, or I have done, not recently, but uh, the artwork I've done has been very detailed and like the pic. If I do a portrait, it's very as real as yes. I can make it, right? Yeah. As close to real life as I can do. And that's what appeals to me. Yes, like exactly. A, that's your aesthetic. Yeah. I can appreciate the great masters and, you know, the, the work yep. that, wow, that, you know, looks like a photograph almost. And that, that appeals to me, but the abstract stuff is like, not so much. <laughs> yeah, yeah, which is interesting. I have Venus and Scorpio and... I have, okay, so I do the same picture thing, but I even get, I walked into a gallery, this is a couple of years back, and it's one of the main galleries in Victoria, and I walked in, and their highlighted painting, whoever had painted it, the picture, you know, itself was square and, and level, but they had painted the water with a with a crooked horizon oh. and I'm like no and yeah. I I went I went straight to the woman at the counter and I said you might not want to use that as what people see when they first walk in and she looked at me like you know who are you and what do you know and I said well come here and so you know and again she's like very reluctant like who is this pushy yeah. bossy Aries rising person but anyway she she did she humored me and came and I said look at the horizon and she went, oh, my God. And I went, yeah, like, you don't want to be going there. <laughs> you know, yeah. I mean, the painting itself otherwise was beautiful. But no, no. Yeah, if you're going to tilt the painting. <laughs> yeah, you know, it's just yeah. like you got to paint level water, right? It just, anyway. Yeah. But yeah. Well, the other thing I got into with art after I moved to Victoria was, was doing mandalas and yes. that's all about the balance it's you draw a circle and then everything is symmetrical within it so yeah, yeah it's a, yeah. very much kind of yeah it's what, the aesthetic and what yeah what i like yes exactly <laughs> exactly okay so um in this uh, trip, you know, obviously Venus will will have a different aesthetic no matter what sign she is in. Um, but the other thing she does is with her retrograde periods, she does create an eight-year cycle. And so one day when my website's working again, let's <laughs> hope it doesn't take long, um, folks can go to it and under episode 96, you'll be able to see the star and it's some of its current patterning which is interesting so Venus um, okay so let me just give you some technical data which I have here so um, there is about a 30-day period when Venus appears to slow down okay then she'll pause and she will go retrograde for between 40 and 43 days then she stops and then for the next 30 days she will run back over where she's been and get back up to her normal speed which is actually quite quick yeah and this happens approximately every year and a half that she will stop 
do her little backup, stop, and go forward. Now, what that five-pointed star that she describes, um, she will come back to within two degrees and two days approximately in that five-pointed star, but she backs up, right? So let's say, uh, like last year, she was in Gemini. So um, I've actually got the list here, and of course, I would have been able to just read it off the screen, but I can't do that now. There we go. Okay, so she was in Gemini. Uh, she stopped at 21 degrees of Gemini. So when she goes to do that in eight years' time, which will be 2028, okay, it will be not March the 13th. It turns out it's March the 11th. Okay, so literally, once you know the five cycles, you can do the math quite easily. You just add, subtract, right? And you're, everything is backing up. So it's going through our classical cycle of the zodiac but going backwards and so her degree that she will stop on will be 19 degrees of Gemini instead of 21 and that's true of all of the five cycles so our most recent we've got one coming up here in Capricorn and uh, she will be stationing at I believe it's 26 and she'll be doing it on like December the 19th or 18th this year okay and so it just keeps going. Now, there is an astrologer, Canadian astrologer, Nick Dagan, D-A-G-A-N best, who has made it his life's mission to study these Venus retrograde cycles. And he has a podcast and a, and a website, I believe. And on the astrology podcast series, he is episode number 39. So if you know, you're studying astrology and this whole Venus retrograde thing is kind of jumping and knocking on your door, I do recommend listening to that because they obviously wax eloquently on it for a while, uh, more than we are going to. But um, it's his idea is that every time it's retrograde, we are putting consensus reality to the test. So instead of it just being personal aesthetics, what we've been talking about, it's about the bigger collective thing. So things like, uh, you know, when the president uh, Clinton there got caught with Monica Lewinsky, that was during a retrograde, uh, oh. Venus retrograde. When uh, the Watergate affair happened, that was a Venus retrograde. And so um, like last year with uh, the retrograde in Gemini in the summer, that was when, you know, we're all, you know, scrambling around doing this whole shutdown thing. And yet, you know, the, and people were trying to come to terms with what is a value? Is it our freedom? Is it uh, the need to do, um, protect each other? You know, so a great challenge to that. And the one coming up in, in, um, December, because obviously this virus is not going anywhere anytime soon, as they never do. <laughs> if you look back in history, the plagues usually lasted at least five years, if not longer. Um, and so we will go through another, you know, like, who's in charge, because this will be Capricorn, right? Like, what are the rules of engagement? And who's ordering the business and all of that kind of stuff? Yeah. 
interesting. Well, it'll do if people want to look at the pattern while you're talking. They can yes. just go online and find it online because it'll be there. Yes, it will. It will. That is true. Venus retrograde pattern. I'm sure you'll find websites that are. Yes. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. And and one day, hopefully, you know, you can actually because I created a list yes. that you yes. can click on that is the last 60 years because I was kind of curious about my own whether or not any of these Venus retrograde eight year things coincided with my chart. So it's actually possible if you're born at the end of the retrograde. So um, let me just see if I can give an example of it. So let's say you were a child born last year uh, in the summer. Uh, So uh, the retrograde started in May and it backed all the way up to five degrees Gemini. So if you have um, an ascendant, uh, an MC, the moon or the sun close to five degrees of Gemini, then because it's backing up, you will get these eight-year things consistently over those uh, important aspects of your chart. Yeah, mm-hmm. so that would those would be the people to really pay attention to this. But in the meantime, we're going to look at some folks who actually have Venus retrograde. And we're starting with a really interesting historical figure. And so, yeah, yeah Adolf Hitler. Somebody people will all, whose name people will all know. Yes, exactly. So if you want to describe the chart, seeing as we can't show it. Yes, okay, so we're looking at this chart which happens to have Libra rising. Ah. 26 degrees, not far from mine. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah, this is Adolf Hitler. And um, he has his Venus conjunct Mars. Like almost to the degree. Mars. Yeah. To the degree. uh, In the seventh house in Taurus. And he was a Taurus. His son son was at zero degrees Taurus. So like you, he has a really strong Venus circuit. Very strong Venus and conjunct Mars. So it's powerful. It's got more oomph than the average Venus. Yeah, yes. Yeah, it's got to work with that Mars energy, okay? Well, and he also has his Mercury in Aries. Right, right ruling at, that Mars, yes. At the descendant, therefore, opposite the ascendant. And, and you know, if nothing, um, he's recognized at least as a very powerful speaker. Yes, he was. <laughs> very charismatic, which Venus would be, is charismatic. Yeah. Yep. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, so so he had that that charisma, but he, not in a also nice way. <laughs> well, and that would speak to his aesthetic, right? His so in terms of that whole idea of Venus retrograde being um, times in human society where we're challenging consensus. What he was challenging and what he was propose, you know, proposing is that there was a master race. Oh, right, yes. which is a value thing. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Like, oh, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. And that, that was what beauty was, right? Yeah. The blonde haired, blue dyed, you know. Yeah. Yeah. The Aryan race. Yes. Aryan race. Yes. <laughs> Mercury and Aries. Yeah. Mars uh, conjunct his Venus. Yes. Yeah. Yes. And they're squaring his Saturn right up in the, the mid heaven there. Yeah. In Leo. Again. Yeah. Uh, 
you know, that gives him that Leo kind of pizzazz. Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. Well, and it also, yeah, he, and, and from, he truly you know, believed in his aesthetic. Right. right, like it was, it came from his heart. I mean, that would be that Leo on the MC. And in whole sign houses and in the Hellenistic way, um, what that does is it ties in uh, the 11th house because the 11th house floats in the uh, Hellenistic model. And so the MC and Saturn are in the 11th house, which is ruled by Jupiter. And that Jupiter is conjunct his moon. So his ability to actually appear to be an authority was like, yeah, that's happening to what? 11th house, the public. He had a huge audience. Well, and also, you know, the Sun, Mars, Venus, all in the seventh house, mm -hmm. and others relating to others. Yeah. Um, he, he, uh, his, his son is trining that new moon, uh, Jupiter conjunction yeah. Yeah. in Capricorn, and Capricorn that you know is ruled by Saturn, of course. But I, I yeah, I think the, um, the the thing I also notice is that the moon is exactly opposite Chiron. Yes. Again, he's coming from a very wounded place. That's where yeah. his, oh, yeah. Yeah. His, his, his beliefs and philosophy are coming from. You yeah. Know? So, you know, I think it's always important to understand these are human beings. They're not, they're not literally monsters. They are kind people. of people. Yes. Yeah. They're seriously damaged human beings. They don't do this kind of stuff if they're not. So, you know, it's not to excuse it or no. explain it. But yeah. He also... His 12th house, Uranus, in Libra, yeah. in a T-square with his, his um, nodal axis. So again, that's yeah. bringing up, you know, disruption in the, in the maternal connection is very strong. Yeah, yeah, it would yeah. be. It would be. Didn't get the mothering he needed, which, of course, always comes out in the wash. <laughs> <laughs> well, and, and, you know, unfortunately, Moon in Capricorn is, you know, they tend to be old when they're young. Darn. Yeah. 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 Yep. So that's just kind of a, a cross that we bear. Uh -huh. Uh -huh. <laughs> She's rolling her eyes at me. I have moon and Capricorn. <laughs> well, I like I like what I read where, where they say that Venus and Capricorn gets more beautiful as they get old. <laughs> oh well, and and I will vote for that. Totally. And actually, I remember hearing that years and years ago, you know, and I'm just like, oh, okay. You mean all my acne scars will vanish? Oh, that would be wonderful. No, no. I, I've often thought that um, <clears throat> if, if I didn't dazzle you with my personality. <laughs> anyway. Okay. So this Venus retrograde then. Um, what do we want to say about that? About I mean, it could have been just Venus conjunct Mars, and we might be saying all the same things, or would well, we? Well, yes, but she's also in process of backing up. You know, they're colliding in a sense because he's ah, moving yes, forward. Yes, she's moving backwards. This is called a, a mutual application when planets yes. are, and so they are applying to the exact conjunction. Yep in probably days <laughs> yes and so you know that makes it you know that just adds to the power of that 
particular conjunction. And the Venus retrograde, I think retrogrades are always more internalized. They're always, the energy is more... But it's not weakened. And I think sometimes we think of retrograde and we wonder, well, is it weaker? No. And I would agree. No. It's not weaker, but it is more internalized. It's like with Mercury retrograde, you tend to think about things twice or maybe four times before you say them, right? Because we we would only wish that that were true, but it's not. Sorry, I've got Mercury retrograde and I blurt. Okay, yeah, but you've got Aries rising. <laughs> but, but then, yeah. you know, there's a, there's a tendency to, to rethink things or to, you know. So what I can say about the Mercury retrograde is back in the day when I was young, I used to, I would say, um, how would I put it? I got it on the brain. And yeah. so I would watch my mind run endless sequences yeah. And the same sequences. But I would yeah. watch it and go, well, that's entertaining, but that ain't going nowhere. <laughs> yeah, so Mercury retrograde. Yeah. yeah, yeah, I think that's, you know, again, it's backing up. It's going over the territory over, over again. again, right? To, you know, so if it's natally that way, it's like you're stuck with that loop. <laughs> loop, right? yes. So once you learn, though, that Mercury is just a tool, it's just the mind, the mind is not the heart. Yes. Venus is different. Venus is not smart. Venus is more uh, physical, aesthetic. um, Yeah, yeah. it's it's a different tool. All that kind of stuff. So you're not going to give them up easily. And and the other thing with Venus being relationship, I mean, they unfortunately have proven through, we don't even want to think about how they came up with this, realized that if a child does not get the, the visual eye contact in those first years, like literally the first months, years of their life, that they won't thrive. No, yeah. absolutely. Yeah, yeah no, so and that would be Venus. I would say that would be Venus. Well, touch. Yes, and touch, it's yes. Essential. Touch is the most important of all the senses because if a baby is not touched, yes, as well. They will yeah. die. Yeah. It is failure to thrive. Yeah. People need to be touched, not just babies, but babies of course because they're developing in that yeah. earlier yeah. stage. They they need to be handled, they need to be touched, they need to have the closeness. Or they, they won't thrive. They will not. Yeah. Yeah. And that's been shown over and over again. Yeah. So, yeah. No, and, and I suspect, you know, there was some of that going on, maybe not totally with with Adolf here, but his, his Venus is in Taurus, so very yeah. tactile. He's a Taurus and a very sensual, tactile, needing physical yes. touch. Yes. Kind of person, so if he didn't get enough of that, it's going to be a pretty big wound. <laughs> uh, exactly, exactly. The moon in Capricorn as well, so the earth, the earthiness yeah. of, you know, the physicality is so important. Yeah. Okay, yeah. moving on to we do Jack Nicholson, and of yeah. course we all have that instant visual of him in The Shining, which is like do 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 do. That's right. Yes. <laughs> I liked yeah. him in The Witches of Eastwick. <laughs> you know, he's been a, a one flew over the cuckoo's, cuckoo's nest. nest. Yeah, of, he's you know he's, he's a very good actor, easy rider. There's a lot of films you can name. Yes, he sixty years, 
60 years. actually wasn't always a bad guy. <laughs> no, he wasn't. He was kind of a good guy. Yeah, yeah. But he could be scary as heck. Yes. Okay, when so describe his chart to our listening audience, please. We have Leo rising. Again, the Leo. We had Leo in midheaven for our last Yeah. His retrograde personality. This time we have Leo rising and we have Venus retrograde right at the midheaven. Exactly. In Aries. All right. Now again, we have another Taurus. It's his son, Taurus. Yeah. Yeah. He's only two degrees away from where Adolf's was. <laughs> Interesting. <laughs> Interesting. Yeah. Yes. And he's got a sun Uranus conjunction. So very. Yeah. Unusual. Uh, yeah, yeah, and he certainly has, I think, a very unusual look about him. Yes, yeah, because that does rule the ascendant, so, yeah. I think he could be a very contrary kind of rebellious person. Mm-hmm. Like, whose rules are we talking about? <laughs> exactly. Yeah, but Venus retrograde up at the midheaven like that, I mean, th there's... And Sun, Mercury, or sorry, Sun, yes, Uranus and, and Mercury as well, all in the 10th house. Yep. Very strong public presence and a need to be in the... Yes, in the yeah. To be successful in your chosen profession and to be... And one of his values is likely to be being successful. Yeah, yeah. And with it being Taurus, that could also require that he was well paid. Oh, yes. Yeah. Because that is a side of Venus. It's remuneration and it's having the confidence to say, I am worth value this. Yeah. 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 So if your Venus isn't strong, if your self worth isn't strong, then looking to the Venus in your chart can help you to strengthen that piece. Yeah. 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 Definitely. Yeah. He's got an interesting pattern. Oh, like his chart. Yeah. Visually. It's yeah. stunning, actually. Yeah, yes, it's very, very interesting. His son is, yeah, in an interesting arrangement yeah. with uh, Neptune. Yeah, he's Mark. got two grand trines, one in fire, one in earth. So very productive, fire and earth together. Yeah. Yes, yes, yeah. yes. And and his Venus actually squares uh, Jupiter in the sixth. So. Mm -hmm. Exactly, yes. yeah. Yeah, it's not a trine, but it it's... I mean, squares are what push us to do more, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah, exactly. If, if it was a trine, he'd probably be less inclined to go for it. But that is true. That is true. That can be. Venus, and actually, it's in a T-square with his Pluto in Cancer in the 12th. Yeah. And one of the things that we notice, Jill and I, is he's going to be getting his Pluto opposition. And I know when I, you know, I never think of a Pluto opposition, but... Um, it can happen because Pluto has this really egg-shaped orbit. Yeah. Yes, and it's and since he was born in 1937, and since then it's been going through its faster phase of yeah. of of, his, of its transit. So you know nobody gets to have a, a Pluto return. Countries no. do, not people. But yes, he is having yeah. his his Pluto opposition. As it goes over his Jupiter, it squares it right now. As we're speaking, it's squaring that Venus retrograde. Yeah, minute. yeah. And so we both went. Where is he? Well, he officially retired. Retired a couple of years ago, and is no, thank you, not working. Yeah. No. And can you blame him after sixty years? Uh -oh. Yeah, right. 
yeah. Yeah. Yes, I agree my my retirement here. Yeah. And so wanna... with that Venus Aries retrograde, what he's been challenging us at, in terms of aesthetic is presenting these really wild characters. Oh, yes. Yeah. yeah. You know, and he's having the courage to just like let it out. And and he obviously well, could get in touch with that side of his character. Well, yeah, and he can tap into the Jupiter side, which is, you know, kind of, he can play a good guy. He can also tap into that Pluto side on in the 12th house. Exactly. He can be scary. Yes, yeah. <laughs> yep, yep. So, yeah, I think... Um, yeah, so it's 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 just a visually it's a very interesting chart to look at. Yes, yeah. Um, interesting that Saturn is in Pisces too, opposite that moon. Yeah, because so. you don't hear of. Uh, I mean, typically with Saturn in Pisces, um, you've got people who struggle with addictions of some form or other. But that is, I don't remember seeing that in his bio at well, all. Well, I wouldn't be surprised if that's happened, but. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, it is directly opposite that moon, so, yeah. Yeah, yeah. But, yeah, yeah interesting that he has that uh, that moon-Saturn opposition again. That, you know, I think probably when he was very young, he decided he needed to, he needed to, you know, achieve something. Yes, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Okay, yeah. so who's up next? I think we have... Uh, Ted Bun. Oh, you pick such wonderful folks. <laughs> so well, Ted Bundy. I did. I did. Oh yes, I didn't put him on my thing. You didn't have him on your chart on your site last night. Oh, I didn't. Darn. Okay, I'll read it off while you okay. pull it up. Okay. So Ted Bundy, a wonderful fellow. Not. Um, he has both Venus and Mercury conjunct and retrograde in Scorpio and uh, yeah in the fourth house probably even in Placidus he is a Leo rising with Saturn Pluto in the 12th in a Placidus but of course it's first house for whole sign he's a Sag uh, new moon Sag uh, the new moon would have happened earlier in the day that he was born um, so both the sun and the moon are in Sag and uh, the handle planet, because this is almost like a bucket, uh, would be Uranus. That's the only planet that's above the horizon, and it's in Gemini. So, But obviously that fourth house, Venus, Mercury, both of them are retrograde in Scorpio. Chiron is also there, but uh, in Jill's Placidus, it would be in the third. So that could indicate problems with siblings, conjunct uh, well, not really conjunct. I don't know about his siblings, but and for those who don't know who Ted Bundy is, was well, you never hear anything about him anymore. I don't think he got executed, but I can't remember. I can't he remember was, either. He was a serial killer. He was. Yeah. Was he the one that ate the people? Pardon? Was he the one that ate them? No, no, no. no that no. was Jeffrey Dahmer. Yeah. He tended. He often preyed. <laughs> well, he preyed on women. He, he, you know, assaulted and murdered them and um you know he broke into like uh dormitories in universities and, oh and, okay okay but yeah he was he was pretty horrific but he was very charming ah so again yeah. that leo 
look out for those well, Leo risings. His retrograde Venus is conjunct retrograde Mercury in Scorpio. Yeah. And and he he yes he was very young. Well, it's not yeah. It's a yeah. It's a fairly close conjunction. Um, yeah, from like coworkers had no idea. Yeah. And and other people like he had a lot of charisma and mm-hmm. and people thought he was a great guy and thought he might run for office someday and you know I yeah mean, yeah he had this dark side nobody had a clue i mean i think he even had a girlfriend oh wow was, yeah no you know she didn't have a clue so very much sort of almost two sides to his character very yeah. strange character um but yeah i think uh, again, probably a very wounded character. Um, yeah. I think family relationship, and <laughs> judging from that fourth house. <laughs> yes, yeah, exactly. That's probably the source of the problem there. <laughs> and the other uh, thing with it. His inner born personality. Yeah. Right? So I actually have a friend who um, has Mercury or Venus retrograde also in Scorpio. And um, I think in terms of the aesthetic one can you know sort of do a deep dive with scorpio style and he even went through a phase in which um you know paranoia became part of his signature for a while um he has since you know stepped back from that but with that venus retrograde if it's challenging our sense of reality and what it is we value um yeah, Scorpio can take you into a really deep hole. Yes, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, I think he, yeah, I think in part of that aesthetic, I mean, it's essentially probably an attraction to death. Yes, yeah. Quite literally. Well, you know? yeah, and fourth house, that, that can be, that could be something that was literally in the environment of where he was raised, right? yeah. 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 Yeah, and I, I, I don't know, you know, what was going on in his home, but he's also got moon conjunct uh, Mars in Sag. So, yes, I don't. You and know, that, that uh, Mars is exactly trying Pluto in Leo. Yes, yeah. and and that moon is opposite the Uranus. Yes, you know? and yeah. Mars is sitting on the south node. So, yeah, I think there's yeah. you know, stuff there's coming Pluto. through. Yeah, there's stuff that, that some sort of abuse or whatever, like, mm-hmm. yeah. Uh, and, you know, not to, again, not to excuse, just to understand. Yes, what, exactly, what exactly. And I don't know if people are, you know, there are people who are born bad. Yeah, I, you know, that, no, I yeah, I, I, I find that particular component disturbing but on the other hand we don't come in as a blank slate so yeah that one's a tricky knot and you know you and I are probably not really qualified to untangle it but that's what astrologers do is we do attempt to untangle some of those knots yeah 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 so anyway it's an interesting character because these sort of people are are around you know yeah they are yeah and and we want to understand kind of why would that happen to somebody right yeah yeah i think it's uh these are questions that deserve to be asked (laughs) yes exactly yeah 
Yeah, very, and like I say, that packed 4,000, especially with Venus and Mercury both retrograde. Yeah, he could get stuck in, so like my Mercury is in Scorpio and it is retrograde, and, and like I was saying, I could get stuck in these, you know, my mind doing loops, right? And got it on the brain was the expression I came up with. And uh, my classic thing for handling, you know, back in my 20s, in my mind, I actually never followed through, folks, okay? (laughs) Is I would have people that I didn't know how to deal with in my mind, I'd have them all die in car accidents, right? (laughs) You know, just so I didn't have to deal with them, right? (laughs) No, and I think I think in this case, Mercury Scorpio, there was probably a, a obsession, fascination with attraction to the whole idea of death, and yep. and and you know, seeing that life force leave a, a body and all that stuff. I mean, yeah, I can't fathom it, but you know, a normal, nor, us normal people can't. But doesn't mean it doesn't happen. And yes. Yeah, you know, I think, and I, and it doesn't mean that everybody born with that Venus Mercury conjunction in Scorpio retrograde. Yes, there, because uh, there were other people born that day. I'm sure. Oh yeah, <laughs> they all didn't turn out to be Ted Bundy. Um, that you know, that doesn't mean they all have that quality. Yes, it, you know, as with anything, that they the chart shows potential, and if it's dropped into a, an environment where that potential is encouraged in a, you know, whether a positive or a negative way, that's what's going to come out, right? Yeah, yeah. You know, I think that's, you know, because environment plays a huge part. You can't tell everything by looking at a chart. No, no. It is have, only one piece. You, yeah. You have to know something about the person, their history, their... Yeah. Yeah, because otherwise, you know... The, depends so much on parenting that they received and other things in their environment and yeah nature nurture it's not a versus it's an and or or and to or something yeah 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 Yeah. so you know just so people don't you know go oh my god (laughs) 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 it was interesting in uh one of the lectures um that i listened to this week which happened to be chris brennan on his uh astrology podcast is doing a series on the planets and so he had Richard Tarnas's daughter is also an astrologer and he had her on and they were discussing of all things Venus so that will be up on his podcast list here in the next week or so um yeah yeah. and you know the timing of that was just like oh well thank you I like that (laughs) and I had a point that I was going to say about that and poof it's oh I know what it was is they noted that there needs to be uh, a discussion with astrologers, and I'm sure there has been, um, about the the mistake of going, oh, my God, when you see a chart, right? Exactly. <laughs> you know, yeah. like it, you, um, I mean, you can say that about your own chart. You can moan and groan and go, ow, oh, yeah. and, you know, <laughs> it happens once you understand what it is you're reading. You can point at it and want to throw darts at certain aspects of your own chart and you know etc cetera, etc cetera. but when you're with a client you can't go oh dear this doesn't no. look good uh, well and again it's about looking at the potential and, and what's yeah. the most positive expression of it i mean you look at that mars uh, moon conjunction in sagittarius 
which is trining his Saturn, Pluto, and Leo in the 12th. Yeah. I mean, that Sagittarian moon, yeah, I'm sure he came across as a really... Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Sagas tend to be quite likable. But that's in the fourth house. It's way under, it's in the deepest part of the chart. Yeah. And it's trining Saturn, Pluto, which are fairly, you know, they were conjunct in that generation. Um, Yeah. Which has power to it, power and probably planning. Um, but from a 12th house perspective, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, he, these were not random attacks. He planned yeah. everything, you know. I mean, he would he would literally, you know, pretend he had a broken leg or something and get some woman to help him, and then too bad for her. Right. Um, so th- maybe, you know, is he the one that sort of, where they started to term the coin stalking? I'm wondering. No, I don't think so. No. Okay. No, okay. no. Maybe stalkings um, was around longer than him yeah because that is fairly new in our vernacular right that whole i mean not that the phenomena is new no but that we coined a term called stalking but in a sense he he would set up sort of there was sort of a a hunting ground because right yeah hang out near the campuses of of universities or whatever where there would be young women and stuff right so again with the sag thing hunting can mean out in the great outdoors you know yes that is true and camping, but in this case, not so much. Not right? so much. So, not so much. So you know, and again, that that that's what's behind that is the Venus in Scorpio conjunct Mercury. Um, yeah, getting obsessive. That get obsessive, and it's coming from a deep, deep place. You know, yeah. I mean, it's not just a surface obsession. It's deep. And yeah. Driven by goodness knows what. You know. Yes. Yeah. Okay, so let's let's leave the listeners with a positive one. Yes, yes. <laughs> okay. A little, little less heavy on this one. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so we have the Duchess of Cambridge. We got her name correct. Okay. Um, and so Kate Middleton has uh, Leo rising. God, all of these had Leos. Is that all we... No, we had a Libra rising. Oh, she right. has Taurus, Taurus rising. Oh, okay. I have the wrong chart then. What is the chart that I put up? I must have put the wrong 11, chart 17 up. 11.17 a.m. On, on January 9th, 1982. Yeah, she I had, have the wrong chart. So yeah, you read has, it off because I'm looking at the wrong chart. Go ahead. Okay. Well, she has two degrees Taurus rising, which is interesting because that was... Uh, that degree was in... Jack Nicholson's chart again. His oh. son, Adolf Hitler's son, was two degrees away from that. So, it, not to say anything. I'm just yeah, I mean, just it's yes. interesting. Yeah. Yes, yeah, very. Like how how did we manage to do that? Yeah, let's see that. And in this case, we have got Venus retrograde in Aquarius. Yes, and she is conjunct Mercury, but Mercury is not retrograde in this. That's case. right. Okay, and they are trining her Mars in Libra. So that's an interesting one. So Venus trying Venus is trining Mars this time rather than being conjunct. So and, uh, um, I'm just going to edit what I have just so that I can follow along as well. So what time was she born? 11.47 uh, a.m. On the 9th? 9th of January, 1982. Okay. Huh. Alrighty, thank you. Yep. 
Yeah, she is a Capricorn, and she ha she is born at the full moon. She's actually an eclipse baby, right? A lunar eclipse baby because her yeah Cancer's conjunct the North Node, and her Sun in Capricorn is conjunct the South Node. Sun is in the tenth house again. We've got a tenth house person here. Not surprised that she ends up in the public eye. Yes, exactly. And that she she does it well in terms of fitting in with that sort of very um, traditional lifestyle, right? Yes, yeah. But it, her Venus is retrograde, so yeah, she's yes, making some changes, I would think. Yeah, it's it's squaring Jupiter in her in Scorpio in her seventh house. Yeah, so. yeah, and I suspect she probably is the one the power behind the throne kind of person oh she just might be yes well it's not like the boys had a really uh healthy model of dad i mean dad was a little i don't know what you want to say about dad but yeah yeah <laughs> i'm not gonna go any further <laughs> <laughs> dad probably did the best dad could do all that, things considered. all things considered exactly exactly yeah, I, yeah. you know and, uh, yeah she I think she probably well she gives him the mothering thing because her moon's in cancer right yeah yeah and he is a cancer so they're they're well matched and that's quite a common thing right yeah. um in long-term relationships you will often find sun conjunct the moon and those kinds of connections yeah are very yeah. strong but her opinions um and what she values um yeah that that's interesting in aquarius yeah, I don't know what her. Well, she also she did definitely follow into fall into that whole um, fashion icon scenario thing that um, yeah her hubby's mom was into. Like, I mean, she's she hasn't really balked at that at all. Other than she's incredibly skinny. I don't know. That just never looks quite right. She's what? Very skinny. Yeah, yeah, I was just thinking that too. I mean, that can be a Capricorn thing because Capricorn is restrictive and limiting and it can yeah. pare things down, make them, you know, thinner. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yep. And she uh, does have that powerful Mars, Saturn, Pluto, Libra, yeah, so in the sixth. Yeah. And her son, her son and uh, nodes are, are actually square, that Saturn. Yes, and they are. Libra. Okay, yeah. we have Saturn Pluto conjunct again here. <laughs> you know, we so have... we might we might be, you know, um a little ahead of the game in terms of the impact she is going to have. Um uh, because the queen, I mean, she's she is Taurus. She will live an incredibly long time, but she will not live forever. <laughs> And so that could be when this this chart really comes steps into its own. Yes. Well, and at that time, she may that Venus retrograde in Aquarius strike out with her own cord. I would right. think. I well, mean, it's, and and her her mother in law will like her very much because she's a Taurus with a what zero degree Taurus son. Yeah. Yeah. So that sits right 
Well, and opposite Jupiter. So, yeah. 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 So, yeah, you know, I mean, but yes, the value in terms of the values, um, we don't, yeah, she's going to have very different values than we would expect, I think. I would think so, too. And yeah, Aquarius, not Capricorn. She's a Capricorn, obviously. But her Venus is in Aquarius, and so yeah. is Mercury. So and it and it's not. ruling the ascendant. So her making her stamp, her stamp on the world, it oh, will yeah. happen. It will happen. Yeah. She she will not want to be hemmed in and told mm. what to do. No, no, not at all. She knows how to play the game, but it doesn't mean she will. Play along. Oh, the line. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Playing along, I don't think so. Particularly with that Venus and Mercury both trining Mars. Yeah. You know, I mean, seriously, this is, uh, and, yeah. and squaring Jupiter. I mean, yeah. she's got a certain amount of, you know. She's not going to take any guff from anybody. No, she isn't. Yeah. Yeah. yeah but, and so she's probably just biding her time, which would make sense given i mean she's had three children um the whole motherhood thing would be important to her for sure um yeah so it'll probably be once the kids are all in school that you know she'll have the time and the energy to yeah to step out and and by that point in time yeah he may be the king by then and i mean what a what a bizarre time in the world to be in a position like what she's in because uh, that is an era and a consensus reality that is fading away i mean i'm not sure how it serves society because um you know yeah yeah it's an aesthetic that is dying out i would say yeah yeah yeah, yeah, I mean, it's, yeah, and that's where the Aquarian energy might be helpful. Yes, yeah, she might be able to find a way to transition it into something that is useful. Something new, something new you know, there has yeah. to be, yeah. you know, new ideas yeah. and new ways of doing things. Yeah, and, you know, I think the other thing that she's up against is the whole idea of this economic disparity which at this time in human history has gone berserko you know um i mean her family or what she has married into they're wealthy i mean they're not the jeff bezos of the world though or the bill gates or whatever but you know it's part of that same aesthetic right you know that there's this upper class who are supposedly just by merit of their money, huh? <laughs> supposed to be know it all, be it all, run the world. No, thank you. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, she will have she an interesting both, life. Both she, both she and William are, are eclipsed babies, right? Yes. Lunar, oh, lunar. okay. Okay. He's a, new, he's a new moon eclipse baby. And she's a full moon. Oh, that is very interesting. Well, just after the 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 eclipse, yeah. Sun, yeah. sun is at zero, Cancer is moons at four, and and the North Node is at fourteen. So that's you know yeah that's yeah yeah right on heels of the that eclipse exactly. And she's she's got the uh, full moon, so yeah, yeah. that's 
Yeah, interesting to see. Very. Hi. Yeah. But, you know, sun's in the opposite place for yeah. her. Yeah. And of course, given his history, he needs somebody who has that mom energy. Yes, he does. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Okay, so um, some explorations on the planet Venus. And coming up, uh, we are down to less than two minutes. Um, next week um, will actually be the end of the month. And so we'll be doing the month of September, having a look at if there's anything exciting up in the heavens for that month. And then I think the- Look at the, uh, the um, full moon that we have at the end of this month too, like in, in a matter of days. Here. Yes, in a matter of days. That's pretty yeah. interesting that it's the uh, second. Yeah, it's the second full moon in across the Aquarius Leo axis, yeah. Yeah, so yeah even second, though it didn't happen in the same month, but it is number two, which is, yes, yeah. the second Aquarius full moon. Yeah, so that, exactly. That doesn't happen very often, so nope. it's an interesting one to look at. Yeah, I, yeah. Kick off the show with that, probably. Okay, <laughs> we can do that, because by then we'll have heard if there's anything exciting to it. And then the following week, we're going to talk about uh, another new body in the sky well it's not it's new to us but and it's been yeah and it's part of what gets has been spit out of the Kuiper belt which is yeah. part of where Pluto came from and it's called Eris how is that spelled E-R-I-S there you go okay and so yeah. that will be the following Saturday but yeah so folks in the meantime uh you have been listening to Astrology Today, which is on CJMP 90.1 FM, Powell Rivers Community Radio Station. And thank you, Jill. See you next week. You will, too. And have a great day, folks.